Hello. And I want to thank you guys for uh, checking out this Organized Chaos podcast. I want to also, if you like what you hear, be sure to like and subscribe because that really helps the channel out a lot. Thanks again, guys. There's certain rules to surviving. Believe me, I know. This Organized Chaos podcast is brought to you by Gems Art Studio. Gems Art Studio is an online store that allows access to prints that you can use for most anything, obviously as just a picture, or as a wallpaper, or as a bookmark, or anything you can think of. You can find Gems Art Studio at etsy.com slash shop slash Gems Art Studio. This podcast is also brought to you by listeners like you. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to an Art Organized Chaos podcast. Uh, congratulations. You once again are listening to the greatest single podcast episode ever. We are out yes. doing ourselves from the past couple weeks. This is this oh is, yes this is better this is even better uh magnificent joining me is bobby quarters hey bobby how you doing <laughs> hey i'm doing all right bob how are you i'm still here still working <laughs> but you know we had some fun stuff well we had some fun stuff to watch in karate kid <laughs> <laughs> yeah we did actually <laughs> oh boy <laughs> a, a a a iron side of a surprise if you will <sighs> Yeah, that, <laughs> we'll get to it. <laughs> I don't think we've discussed anything about our thoughts on Fry Kid or even Bubble Fett yet. But yeah, this no, episode no. we're talking about uh, episodes two through five of Boba Fett, and then we're going to talk about the next Karate Kid, a movie I don't think either of us have watched uh, before. I've definitely seen uh, clips the, of it, but the yeah. next Karate Kid. Yeah, the next. Yeah, I don't think kid. I've. Yeah, I. I was mistaken. I had never seen that one because I thought there was some Machio cameo in it, but I was wrong. I have not seen this one. Well, they. It's, we'll get to it, <laughs> but it seems like it's set up, but they don't do it. You know. It totally is set up. Like I was, when he's like going to meet friend. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, a friend. We got so, you. Oh. Oh, <laughs> so we have to go to Okinawa to meet your friend. I misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> No, they didn't go to Okinawa, did they? No, I don't think so. I think they just went to an art park of California. Yeah, yeah. They, or wherever they, they were. Like, Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because it was two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then we're going to... We, we did the hazardous trek to the theater, and we'll go ahead and talk about when we get to it and watch Scream oh, 5, yes. or as it's better known yes. as, just Scream. <laughs> five Cream? Yeah, five, yeah, five cream. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I've been hearing, and I and I think that's actually hilarious. Well, last time we had scree form, so this time we can get five cream. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, we'll talk to it when we get yeah. to, when we get to Ghostface. <laughs> yeah, but uh, what we got Boba Fett to talk about? Uh, yes, we do. Yeah, so his backpacks got jets. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's uh, essentially we we got three episodes, and I feel like we get. Two episodes is set up and it's decent, and then one episode that completely threw me for a loop. Kind of felt like another Star Wars series. 
I don't know which one. I don't. Yeah, I can't really put my finger on it, but yeah, I mean uh, the backstory building that they had done with one and two, I I really dug all that. Yeah, I really enjoyed that with uh, three, four, and five. Yeah, um, three and four was kind of more of the same, but they yeah. kind of started. I noticed had a very familiar formula to it, like. It would either go to segments of just uh, current Boba, or I guess modern Boba. Mm -hmm. Armor, full, mob boss, mafioso, or Tanyo. Um, and then like go through elements of that t point in time. And then go back to right after we left him, after the uh, Sand People Massacre and all that. Yeah, and then the biker game. <laughs> and then episode 5 comes along. Yeah! <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't want to get straight into episode five yet, because yeah, I don't either. But just like, yeah, that I'll, I know what you mean. That one really threw me for a loop. Yeah, kind of made me. I had to kind of refresh on you know three and four as to like, okay, I know that was more mafios like mob building, which I'm digging all that. But I yeah. feel like right when it starts to get really good, mm -hmm. it like just will cut to the different point in time. Well, and not necessarily pick right back up at that point in time when they go back there. I feel like, is it right beginning at the three where the Wookiee attacks Boba? The, yeah. And it, it's it's the Wookiee sent by the, the Jabba the twins. Huts. Yeah, the Huts, yeah, that'd probably be more accurate. Jabba <laughs> twins. <laughs> the slug twins. Yeah. I think, I think they're a couple, or I, I, don't, I don't... I don't know if they're a couple, or cousins, or, uh, or, I, or I both. Don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That, <laughs> they're a little gross. <laughs> and I mean, that, that, that poor man is still holding up, like, oh, the, that team of men. They are. They, like, they deserve to just drop I mean... Them. I mean is is that their current job? Like, do they have a point where they like the huts are staying? Because I can't imagine that they're just traveling all through Tatooine like, like that whole mirage of people. They do travel a lot more than I'd expect them to. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and I mean also the resiliency of them. I got to oh my god, <laughs> those guys have got to be built, man. <laughs> I don't think they Seriously. need to go to the gym. I mean, no, they never miss leg day. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, well, I believe it's the third one where, uh, does, he gets the Rancor in the third one, right? Yeah, yeah, they give it to him as a gift. Which, I mean, I'm super suspicious. I mean, obviously, Danny Trejo is the, uh, Rancor master. Obviously... I'm not he, suspicious of Danny Trejo. Yeah, he yeah, always plays I a good know. guy. He never is somebody you're suspicious about. He's never nefarious at all. No, Boba, Boba wants to, tr <laughs> wants him to teach him how to ride this Rancor... And the I'm Rancor not, doesn't print on Boba, I, in theory. I, I'm not going to lie. I, my first reaction to that line is like, you could ride them? Yeah. <laughs> now, it sounds really cool. Uh, yeah, that does, but in theory. But, yeah. <laughs> Actually, it seems like they might have been a, a mount you could get in Star Wars Galaxies back in the day. I think they might have. Yeah. It's been, it's, I mean, God, it's been I, a I think that would be the, be the same as, like, trying to ride any other, like, you know, beast and... In Star Wars, I mean, they had Tauntauns, but I mean, I mm -hmm. think that they're more kind of like, you know, like horse cows. Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, maybe goats. Yeah. <laughs> or, or something. You know, and uh, Bobo definitely seems taken with the Rancor. That being said, I I don't trust it. I'm waiting for this to drop, because this is obvious. They aren't just giving this to him out of the goodness of their, of their heart. <laughs> well, it, I, I don't know. I mean... 
I think about it like in the sense of like you know how I watch crime movies or not crime but mafia movies and everything. All right. If they're trying to, let's say they're all right. What they're what they basically were I, from what I remember is they were trying to like step in on Boba's turf or Jabba's old claim, saying like that's their territory. You know they have the right to open up their own you know, business and do their own crime or organized crime syndicate there, if you will. Um, and if they feel that there's if this territory and that, what was it, the government there was their biggest threat? In the yeah, past? it's the, the mayor. I'm pretty yeah. sure they bring The mayor, up. yeah. And if they go, like, he's in bed with some bad people, bad people that we want nothing to do with. I mean, if the Huts are as notorious of gangsters as they've always been portrayed as, like the whole crime family of, of the Huts. Yeah. I mean, if the Huts are backing off, that might be a message or that might be what they're trying to go for, I think. Mm, maybe. Mm. Maybe. I mean, that's how I've always interpreted the Huts as, like, gangsters. Oh, yeah, like, very much so. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. Gangsters. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I mean it, it's... It is what it is. <laughs> well, I but I, I but yeah, I mean they have the money to have like an assassin Wookie. Yeah, that Wookie is rough, man. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> I mean they, they stab the sh well, I guess they don't stab the shit out of him, but they stab him quite a bit in that initial fight, and it still takes a while to subdue him. And I mean he he took a licking definitely. Yeah. And then the fourth episode was, uh, oh yeah, that's the flashback where he catches up with Phoenix Shan, who I assume that's yeah. for the end of the Mandalorian season one when he catches up with her, and she becomes yeah. cybernetic, and he does that to save her life. Mm. Yeah, a lot more cybernetic than I won't guessed. <laughs> it's yeah. like her whole midsection. Yeah, I was kind of happy we had that little. Oh. Mm -hmm. So that's how. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> filling in the gaps there. Um, not this Which series good. ever calls back to Mandalorian ever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I feel like uh, episode five felt like it was from the end of the setup, or episode well, four. Like from I'm a sorry. Scene that I literally thought was just going to be the opening only, mm -hmm. and then Boba, and maybe, and then we would have Boba for the whole episode, and like the last two, three minutes, Mando happens to go, hey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's up? What's going on? Mm. Oh, you need help? You got it. Credits. And, you know, yeah. that's what I was expecting. Mm -hmm. No, we got a whole Mando episode. No. Who yeah. didn't help but think the whole time, like, okay, can we get back to Boba? Yeah, no, I thought it was interesting because uh, we see uh, the silhouette of Mandalorian armor, and I was like, wow, that, that posture kind of looks like Mando, but, you know, it's Boba Fett, so it's Boba Fett. And then he it walks like, out, and it's fucking Mando, and... Well, I... I yeah. I, I, my first thought was like, hey, I kind of recognize... Oh, I know who that's... Wait, I know who that is. Yeah. And, you know, like, I was watching the wife, she's like, Boba, and I went, no, he has a staff, that's Mando. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sure enough, I was like, yep, the staff, right there... Yeah, this was an interesting episode. Yeah, I, I was like, not... This felt like just like a little, like, uh, just essentially a Mando episode in the middle of this it series. Did. It did. Uh, With, like, a nice Mandalorian intermission. Yeah. I mean, or a slash season three teaser. I mean... Yeah. 
kind of felt like a like season three premiere of Mando right here, stealthily put in the middle of Boba Fett. <laughs> I mean, did, were they really listening to the fans bitch that much that Grogu isn't in it? Uh, I don't know. Well, Grogu still isn't in it. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He's referenced. He was him. mentioned. Yeah. He was mentioned. I mean, that's a lot better than... But then again, I would expect him at this point in that story just to be mentioned. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if that's something that will pay off for a Mandalorian Season 3, mm-hmm. cool. We could see what he had forged for the channel. Yeah, that's true. We didn't actually see what it was. Lie. I'm curious. Yes, I am. Yeah. I'm, I honestly think it's some sort of a thing for a saber. It could be. Shit, that'd be cool. <laughs> and I have I mean, a question. So far, I'm, I mean, so far, I'm like two for three. <laughs> yeah. As of this week, Bob, I'm two Yeah, you're three, doing pretty so. good. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm going to say that now. And how we're two for three is we, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the big part of this uh, episode was him getting his new ship, which I'm... Definitely yeah. surprised that wasn't a Mandalorian episode. Yeah, I'm not, but I'm not going to lie. Uh, I one, one scene, part of this, I really, really enjoyed. And, I mean, this is just, I kind of had my fanboy moment about this. Um, the BB-8 or BD-8 droid from mm-hmm. Fallen Order yeah. was down there. And I was like, oh, hey, I recognize that model. And then when she said the name, I was like, oh, is that the same one? Yeah. Oh, what's up, little dude? <laughs> <laughs> and my wife just was like looking at me weird and I was like now nah, from that Star Wars Jedi game that's yeah. the droid that droid followed me around that whole game <laughs> and she's like oh it's like I mean okay and then she saw it walk around she's like okay that's really cute and I went oh just wait it gets cuter yeah. <laughs> it could hop up on your shoulder <laughs> but I, I did like that that was a nice little touch if it wasn't the same I don't know if it's confirmed or not or whatever but I thought that was really cool. Nah, but I mean that's also um uh, the a- the actress uh, Amy Serkis right or Sedaris. Sedaris, right? I believe. Yes. Uh, Sedaris, yeah. Yeah. Not not <laughs> Andy Serkis was calling. Andy Serkis, oh my Sedaris god. Sedaris was Jerry Blank, yeah. <laughs> but you no, know, yeah, I, I enjoyed that role of that when she was in the Mandalorian. I loved her in that and that role, and I was happy to see that return of the character, and kind of like this the Mando stuff was cool. But I would have just kind of wanted it to be its own thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I, I'm not gonna lie, I really like the episode, so I can't, I don't know if I can really complain too much. Yeah, it doesn't I feel like I it belongs either. in the series, but it's good. It, it was great, yeah. I just, it, it's just, ah, uh, I mean, okay. But, uh, you Did somebody mix up a premiere? <laughs> you weren't the only one that had a little, uh, fanboy video game flashback during that, that scene, because... One yeah. of my favorite games on N64, Naboo Starfighter. Okay. Oh, it was nice to see that ship get oh. rebuilt. Oh. oh, I saw that. No, I saw that ship and I was like, I know that bomb. Yeah, I was like, oh, I recognize I it. And then she was like, it's an N1. It's like, oh, yes. <laughs> um, The second Battlefront game. Hmm. The one where it was, uh, it had like the option of playing as heroes and villains. It was on like PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. The original Battlefront 2 yeah. games. I think it was made by THQ. But uh, there was like a few of the space battles for Naboo. And if you played in the Clone Wars, that, that was... 
You could fly as those bad yeah. boys. Man, that they are yeah. so maneuverable. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I I hated the space missions or mm-hmm. like the space levels. I, they weren't my favorites to play, but I mean, there was a few of the ships. Like, if I had to, I go okay. I'll play as these guys because I can play as them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was that, but mostly it was from the Galactic Civil War. If I could have either an X wing or an A wing, I'm set. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, if I had to pick a Star Wars ship, I'd probably just go for X-Wing, just because X-Wing. X-Wing. But Naboo Starfighter would probably be consideration for me. <laughs> it depends, on the, so yeah, it depends nice. on the lore. Yeah, like, true. Yeah, what era, or what era are we talking about? Because the good thing is if it's like either, you know, new... Like a uh, new order, or no, not new order. <laughs> That's right, the rebellion. They're fighting against yeah, new order. New order. <laughs> it's a blue Monday, boys. <laughs> <laughs> this is our this is our base. The blue Monday. <laughs> it's a planet killer. <laughs> Man, since since Commander Curtis left, things have been dark. <laughs> But bright too. Right, let's get back to yeah, as I already say, can Mando resist? Uh, we need a segue into it. <laughs> I don't know, Mando. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. This was a this was a great episode, but it did like the tease lead, like you know, Ender, mm-hmm. or I guess cliffhanger Ender yeah. ending that I would have expected at like season two season ending or like or season finale. Yeah, exactly. Something that would lead us into Boba, and it's like okay, is. But maybe this was part of that timeline, and maybe Mando did something to help him get his armor back. Because I'm so curious how he got his armor back. That's the one plot. No, we see I that in season two, don't we? For. No, no, not Mando. I'm talking Boba. Yeah, I'm talking about Boba too in season two. The the one guy had a bit no. of town at the beginning of season two, and then uh, Mando brings it to Boba when they meet up. I mean, it's been a while since season two, but I'm pretty sure it's something like that. Because that's Tim right. Pete, all no, of that's right. That's right. Yeah, he was that fake sheriff. Yes, yes. And at first you're like, he's a Mandalorian. <laughs> then he takes off his helmet. It's like, nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. You're a pr- you're just some pretty boy playing dress up. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> it. And he didn't hide it. You know? <laughs> yep. That's right. That's right. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. No, I believe right now Boba Fett that between Boba Fett and Mandalorian season two, which it's been a while since I've seen that. I liked it, but it's been a while. I believe that we're totally caught up with how Boba Fett got to where he is now. One thing I definitely want. Um, s- well, I I think maybe to where, like the current timeline in the story, like to where he went, he went to go visit the mayor and had that sit down meeting, and the mayor's boy executed a hunter or a assassin, just right there in the chambers. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. I mean, there's still the point of him. I don't know this. This whole well, he got he. Off. We saw him get his ship, so um, yeah, we saw the, the yeah point. we saw the, the the return of Slave One. That yes. was. No, it's Fire Spray Gunship. The The name has changed, and now every fan in the universe is upset about it, and I don't care. I don't... I, well, wait, why did he change the name? Uh, well, actually, to my understanding, it's just... Uh, I'm not sure if the name was ever properly used in Star Wars canon. They're just saying... Uh, I don't know if they even changed it, but there's this rumor that they're talking about changing it. I'm 
pretty sure it was referenced in expanded lore. Now, if we're Might using, like, but. film script and screenplay as concrete yeah. canon... Um, no, I'm certain it was expanded on in uh, expanded lore, but... <laughs> I almost want to say that... I almost want to say, because it's the same ship from the Clone Wars. Yeah. I don't think uh, Django ever says I, the name of it. I can't think... I... I almost said, think he does. Does he? I want to say he refers to it as you could load it on my ship, Slave One. Maybe. Uh, that or being maybe said, it's seen on a screen or something. I don't know. Good. I don't know. We, uh, we, might have, we might have to go back to the Clone Wars. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, I'm don't worry. We can, watch it with the, we, we can watch it with the new guys. <laughs> and, it's, and, and it's Jar Jar oh, as God. the Sith Lord. Oh, yes. Now we know that. <laughs> I, I guess mean, we now don't that know, we know George, is. George was like, yes, why not? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> just, just, it's like, why is your hand out, sir? I'm waiting for my check. <laughs> yeah, that's George Lucas at this point. Although he got his check, he was a big one. Although he, he yeah, does he behind the scenes He's stuff. not like Carpenter. <laughs> He's not like Carpenter. It, it actually does He's remind me, I did, I did end up seeing some behind the scenes stuff that I thought was interesting. So, uh. Boba Fett, the armor, was actually uh, designed to be uh, a new class of stormtrooper. And it was supposed to be like the upgrade stormtrooper. But it was... Like the dark trooper, the heavy trooper. Yeah, but it was too expensive okay. to make more of them. Like the one suit was just way too expensive. So George said, oh, let's, let's make it a bounty hunter then. We have this one suit, bounty hunter. <laughs> It's like uh, that's, that's interesting. That's that's cool. Yeah. You see, that's that's the stuff that I want. I would love to hear from him. Mm -hmm. Or you know, maybe he just wrote wrote more books. Well, that was uh, in the, uh, the on Disney Plus. It's like a twenty minute thing. I ended up watching uh, after catching up with Boba Fett. I want to say it was like uh, Boba Fett under the under the helmet or something like that it's something like yeah that. i've seen that i've seen that i haven't watched it yet I'm yeah curious. it's just 20 minutes and yeah it's kind of interesting it talks about okay let's talk about boba fett's first appearance was actually in this parade george lucas george lucas did a star wars parade in like his hometown and he okay. had authentic uh suits from the movies in it and darth vader and boba fett walked next to each other and everybody's like who the fuck is that <laughs> And that was the first introduction to yeah. Boba Fett. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's awesome. I do, like, if you're... I feel like both this series is getting a lot of grief, except for Episode 5, which I'm largely hearing universal praise for. Um, if you're complaining because it's a lot of setup, I get it. I'm kind of there with you. I think it's interesting, but yeah, it's a lot of setup to see where it's going. But I also yeah. see com people complaining that they're changing the character of Boba Fett too much. And the way I would address that is, who is the character of Boba Fett? Because this is not really a character that's really been established exactly who he is in canon. And everything that has established him in canon has been rendered non-canon. Yeah. So it's they're making the character. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... Like Spider-Man, I just think every everybody should just, you know, put their expectations yeah. just on hold. 
and just let these storytellers do their job. Absolutely. Uh, I know people are complaining, oh, he's not a bounty yeah. hunter. He would never give it up. How do you know? How do you know? How do you know? Yeah. How do you, I mean, he, ain't, he ain't fucking Commander Kirk, you know? We don't know his no-win scenario yeah. scenario. And it's it's not like he's giving up. I mean, it's like he's going for every, an upgrade. <laughs> and every answer that I would have for it is based off of you know, literature or comics mm -hmm. that are no longer canon. Yeah. So I have no way of answering that. If it was based off the the boba I know from the old canon, yeah. <laughs> Everybody, I that validates every single complaint I've ever heard about mm -hmm. Boba Fett. It does, and mm -hmm. I'm and I'm not saying they're wrong, mm -hmm. but you know, all that's not canon anymore. Yeah. And I. And I think that was, I mean, I still think it, it was a bad choice, but this is an example of where, okay, this could work, but let's see what you're doing with it, you know. Don't fuck this character up. <laughs> now, yeah, I do think it'd be nice, because there were good ideas in Expand Universe, I'd like them if they borrowed more from it. I do get getting yeah. rid of it, though, because it's a lot of baggage. It is. But, yeah. I was not against Mar Jade, I'll be honest. <laughs> I mean, I, I I think Shadows of the Empire is some great unexplored territory. Uh, yeah. Canon. I think Shadows of the Empire Shadows of the Empire bugged me like a lot of the Star Wars books where it was so good and so good and then just it's like they yeah. run out of ideas for like the last ten pages and just kind of And <laughs> Hope everything just worked out. Yeah. Like uh what? Sort yeah. of Jedi. Yeah, Dash Rendar, this big character that helps us through this big adventure, and he's so important to us. Oh my god, we love this guy. Oh, he's dead. Let's never mention him again. <laughs> yeah, he just just kind of... Well, I mean, he did. He died in sacrifice, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> it's so quick. I mean, that was, like, was a let... Dead. <laughs> that was a let... That was a letdown playing that game. Oh god. <laughs> You see, I haven't played the game. I read the book, and I was just like, "Oh, come on, really?" I read the com. I read the comics too. Mm -hmm. I read. I played the game and read the comics. Yeah. What was really nice is like uh, one year for Christmas, I got a hit like these like two verse packs. Mm -hmm. Like it was Star Wars toys, but like you could put them as dueling, and it was uh, Darth Vader and uh, the uh, Prince uh, Zakul or. The bad green alien dude from that series. Okay. Er, Zandu, I think. I, I, I am probably mispronouncing it. If I'm getting it wrong, I'm sure somebody would correct me. <laughs> correct him in the comments. And, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Be sure to like and subscribe. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, the other one was uh, Boba and IG-88. Ooh, nice. <laughs> and uh, both comics, like the first one was a comic of like uh, Vader and uh, the evil prince, them coming to term or meeting in battle and having a battle. All while like Dash is searching for Boba and uh, and trying to save Han. Mm -hmm. And the background. And the other one is uh, Boba trying to escape, get away, you know, fr from uh, uh, Bespin and get to Java, <laughs> and he's being tracked by IG-88 and it's them having a battle in space <laughs> however it's like you get the two toys of like each bounty hunter right mm -hmm. but the comic it's clearly all a space battle 
Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> hey, I mean, soon enough, I don't know. When the wife and I move out of here, I'll be able to get like my old bucket of old Star Wars toys from my parents' house and have them set up. I just don't have food now. Yeah. I have such plans for them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. You know, speaking of Star Wars toys, I dug this out because I, I just remembered I have it. But yeah. this is my old Boba Fett. And I oh. got that signature on it. I would love to get Tamara oh, Morrison's cool. signature on this now. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That is cool. I have that one, but I foolishly opened mine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but mine doesn't have an autograph on it. Yeah. I mean, I do. I also had that year, Kenner, the uh, Slave One, mm -hmm. the ship. Yeah. I have that one. Mm -hmm. And that also came with a little Han and Carbonite nice. as well as a Boba. Mm -hmm. So, like, with that and the other ones, like, I have, like, three Boba Fett's. <laughs> oh, oh wow! I thought this was like the special edition series. This is from '95, so it'd be a couple years before the special edition. So it would be, yeah. So Just whatever they series they're running they at that point. They did the uh, the uh, THX re-release where they made Luke Skywalker super buff, like Terminator. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they gave they gave Luke a six pack. It does seem familiar. <laughs> I might have a toy like that where he's just buff as fuck. <laughs> I have one of him on Tatooine where he's looking shredded in that <laughs> gi. And then, like, you know, you just see these two pec muscles. Yeah. Oh, right here. Nice shirt, two by the way. Really nice great... oh, thank you. Yeah, two great pec muscles yeah. right here. And then, like, you know, one from him on Dagobah where he looks malnourished. <laughs> like little scrawny arms. Yes, uh, those two action figures represent the characters 72 hours away from each other. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It was rough. <laughs> it was rough. But yes, uh, Boba Fett, I'm like, like, essentially, I'm liking the main Boba Fett stuff. Even the Mandalorian stuff, I know this was exposition, exposition heavy, but it's Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. And it was just such a surprise to get that. <laughs> it was. Um, absolutely oh yeah, awesome. is he not Mandalorian anymore? Because they kind of kicked him out when he said he doesn't have the helmet. I'm sure they'll address it later, mm -hmm. but yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he did remove it, but it wasn't in front of a living thing. Well, no, he in uh, season two we actually removed him from living things. He did do un go that's undercover. Right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Because if he goes undercover, the easiest way to disguise himself is take off his helmet. <laughs> Yeah, I was more thinking of the droid. Yeah, the droid was the end of season one. Where it's like, are we yeah. going to actually see Pedro Pascal? There he is. <laughs> hey. Yeah. I know that actor. I know. Hey. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, speaking of uh, actors uh, in movies, <laughs> is, that the, is that the best segue ever? <laughs> That is, that was pretty nice. There, this movie has actors as well. <laughs> oh yeah, it does surprisingly. Oh boy, it's, it's oh man, what in the made for TV hell? So this movie stars Academy Award nominee Pat Morita and Academy Award winner Hilary Swank. Swank. Not yet. No, not yet. She <laughs> she had probably about ten years until she got that Academy Award, but. Uh, what was it? She had to, like, you oh. know, break a neck or, or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that wasn't what she won the Oscar for, was it? Uh, was didn't she win it for Million Dollar Baby? 
I thought she won it for Boys Don't Cry. Oh, it might have been Boys Don't Cry. Okay, we're Googling it. <laughs> she won it for Boys Don't Cry and Million Dollar Baby. She's oh, two-time Academy right. Award winner, Hilary Swank. Well, well, she fucking earned it for both of them. Ah, she didn't win it for Next Cry Kid, though. She <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, she earned it for those films. Yeah. <laughs> this one, she, uh, she was still getting her chops. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't... I mean, she... <laughs> okay, I'll go ahead and say it. She was really bad in this. Yeah, she was I, rough. I don't this. know if I could, how much I blame her because her character is like written to be like angry and pissy the entire fucking movie, no matter what. Yeah, I swear to God, like, like, like yeah, it, it, it was kind of a poorly written character. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Like, really poorly written. Yeah, like, like Daniel had his moods in the first movie, but yeah, he wasn't yeah. always pissy all the time. She is just pissy all the time. <laughs> No, she she truly was. The one thing I kind of thought was, um, like, I, I guess, I mean, I was kind of more of just like, wow, really? Mm -hmm. Like when he, like later in the movie, where are we just are we just gonna kind of scatter talk, or do we want to? We talk can scatter talk. I don't, I don't care. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, later in the film, when he got when he um, Miyagi got her address for some reason. Yeah. This man is buying a child address. Yes, he is. Yeah. <laughs> it. it <sighs> I mean, when when he gave it to her, I was just like, "Well, Marilyn Monroe's here at the party." Oh right. yeah. <laughs> but uh, she, why is she wearing that dress to a school function? No. Her school seems a little too uptight for this. They already have their own SS. Yeah. Again, is it necessary for that high school to have an SS division? I, I know. I was just like, no, they don't have a football team. They have a little Nazi I mean, party in there. It's like, what I the mean, fuck are these guys? <laughs> this ROTC shit is like way out of control. Yeah. Like, fuck, man. I mean, we get Michael Ironside in this is like the, the new a John Kreese. I mean, honestly, a treat because he's fucking Michael Irons. Yeah. And <laughs> right then I was like, yeah, I, I watched this really late Saturday night. Mm -hmm. Really late. So I was kind of part of like, I well, I had tried to go to sleep like a few hours earlier and it was like I had been awake or like awake in bed. It's like, all right, I'll just I'll watch a movie that'll put me to sleep. No, I, I, I got it way into it. And by the point, Michael Ironside was at his most Michael Ironside about halfway through the movie. Yeah. I was going to text you and it was like, oh no, it is three in the morning. I have not texted him <laughs> a Michael Ironside joke this night. <laughs> I forget what it was, but I just know I was incredibly delirious yeah. and just out of it. <laughs> well, I think you probably enjoyed the villains here more than I did because I... Oh, I mean, it's... It... I, I'm a big Starship Trooper fan. Oh, well, and I yeah. Really I really mean, love him in that movie. Well, yeah, he's great in Starship Troopers. He's great in Total Recall. In oh, my God. Everything he's in. He He's like, he's definitely one of those character actors that it's a treat every time that you see his name in the credits. You're like, all right. Yes. Well, that's, that's the thing. Yes. Here, I don't really feel like he does a whole lot i mean he's there no, and he's bad but he's it's just not there. nearly just, as i just think that they know. kept him really agitated yeah 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 maybe that's it <laughs> and just like all right michael just 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 act naturally what <laughs> it's just well i really like how you channeled the villain there what are you talking about i was just getting my coffee <laughs> 
<laughs> Man, I really believe you were beating the, the like really, really angry at those kids. Kept messing up the tank. <laughs> I was just following the director's orders. <laughs> but, oh. Oh God, yeah, this one was rough. Oh yeah, this, no, this this was a little rough. Like uh, I, I kind of wish Michael Ironside channeled some Terry Silver in this. A little I, bit. I would have loved just over the top evil Michael Ironside I, here. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. There was a point when I was really hoping Miyaki would just beat the shit out of the little like a uh, Hitler youth there. Yeah. <laughs> or you know Mussolini's children, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah. Since <laughs> since we're talking about this little Nazi party SS group in this high school, which is weird that they fucking have that, and apparently they're known for that, and that. Yeah. Yeah. What the but fuck. This is this is really all we're talking more in the context of the film, mm -hmm. uh, the Karate Kid. Yeah, yeah. But, no, wait, no, no. This movie here. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah you got it. <laughs> this movie here. Thank you. This one here. Yeah. Let's see. Like, I get it, that wrong. I, I got it, wrong. It's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's that one. It's that one. Okay. This one here. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> now we're not talking about it or promoting that in any fucking way. Oh my god. They're evil, wrong, terrible, and it's just. I don't know. Like, they never really established what that whole yeah. thing was. All I know is they looked like they were dressed to invade fucking, Burbank. Yeah, neo-Nazi <laughs> neo group. That's what it was. It's it's fucked up. It, it, it Just like, what? why or why? Like, bro, you guys need to chill. However, it, we need do need to bring up, doesn't have a big role, but Hillary, Hillary Swank is not the only actor who was in this before they are famous. Walter Goggins is one of the bullies, which was like I saw him and I was like, I know that face. Who the fuck is that? Who the fuck is that? And oh, I go, I'm like, Uncle oh Billy. my god, it's Walton Goggins. Holy shit! <laughs> well, when I first saw him, I called him by the name that he his character name from uh, the world, the Righteous Gemstones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brother Billy. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh hey, that's that guy. Fuck yeah. And uh, it's, I love it, this guy. It's worth noting, even uh, Miyagi feels underserved in this. Because I feel like, yeah, Miyagi has lots of sayings and expressions throughout the other movie. But I feel like that's all he does in this movie. Every time you talk yeah, to him, he's... he has some sort of fucking story that doesn't directly relate, but kind of relates. And there's some moral to it. And he can't yeah, just can't and... talk like a normal human being at all. Mm. And, and I have to say, you know, for, for you know, Hillary Swank being the next Karate Kid, she does very little to no karate in the whole movie. No, yeah. Well, like, she does that training where she has to jump from one rock to the other, which is outrageously yeah. dangerous training technique. Well, if she misses and I mean, splatters her head God, on a rock. Like, what, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I just saw that ending horribly. How big is that gap between those two, and you want this child to coordinate a jump like that? Yeah. How about starting it on the ground? Yeah, exactly. And uh, then on a park bench to the ground. But let's let's build our way up there. But the the bullies do go after her a little bit, and honestly, the way the main bully talks, it gets a little rapey, <laughs> oh, a little rapey. Oh yeah, you want the whole uh, talking like I'm gonna take you to the dock? Yes. What the? What the, the yeah. Fuck did you just say? <laughs> what At, the fuck did he just say? Yeah. To you? But. At the end, the focus wasn't even her. The focus was the love interest, and she had to interject in that, which and and do something. Why? Why? Yeah, she had to ask Miyagi so she could fight the main bully. And 
Okay. And then Iron, and then Ironside and Miyagi kind of fought. Yeah. Sort of. He just kind of more dodged. Yeah. Dodged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think even even Pat Pat Moriata looked bored. With this. Yes. Yes. Well. I was, like, a few shots of him, like, yeah, I'm right there with you, Pat. <laughs> well, like, uh, I don't know why they didn't get him a stunt double for the fight scenes after the first one. Because the first one, he had a stunt double, okay. which is part of why those fight the, scenes uh, look better. About, well, uh, the fight scenes, okay. That mm-hmm. first one that featured him, mm-hmm. oh, my God, that was some horrid editing. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh my god, I almost stopped right there. Oh god, there's some awful editing throughout this there's movie. There's some awful, awful editing in this. Oh. Like uh, so, when the car oh. comes after and she jumps on the hood. What the Dude. fuck was that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you, you, you just cut, the, you just moved into the shot. Yeah. You did that in post. What the, f- no. Yeah. No, I am not believing that no. at all. No, it's like she's supposed to do this really cool jump on the hood that Miyagi was impressed by. You don't see that. You see feet on a hood. And that car comes towards yeah. her feet on a hood. And then that's it. It's like, fuck. I mean, all all it was missing was that little a million dollar man sound effect. That... <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe what we're dealing with is an awesome editor and a, guy, and a director who just doesn't know how to get proper fucking coverage. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> just, fuck, I have to work yeah. with this shit. <laughs> Are you fuck it? Okay, <laughs> I will give you what you asked for. <laughs> it will look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just like I will give you what you asked for, and what you paid for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what am I getting paid? A score bar in my head. Nice. <laughs> yeah, in my head, going. Hey, fucking idiot. All right. <laughs> Got it, boss. Well, this was the first of these movies not written by. Uh, yeah, what was his name? Uh, Mark Kamen? Yeah, I think so. I don't remember the male name he went by. And it's also the first one not directed by John G. Avelston. Uh, uh, that middle... He goes by a middle name. Uh, Robert Mark Kamen. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, he wrote the first three. He he. These guys had nothing to do with this one. And man, there's a quality difference. Oh God, yeah. What like, in the made-for-TV hell? Oh yeah. Uh, well, uh, what? The, just the very opening of the movie, where it's like that military procedure, and we start out with the, the essentially that music. And I understand we're at this ceremony, but are we really going to start a Cry Kid music movie with that music? It just—it's jarring. Yeah. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't it feel like a Cry Kid jarring. movie. But the music throughout here, like the original music, is quite fucking bad. Yeah. Like, there's occasional points where uh, it, you can tell they're borrowing from the Bill Conti score from the first three. And that's where it worked. Totally. But yeah, no, anytime, I, yeah. I did enjoy it the times that when they were at the monastery. Yeah. That and could... they had to be more like asian or japanese like instruments being played mm-hmm. but they were playing the original karate kid theme yeah it was with traditional instruments mm-hmm. that i was like okay now this is actually cool yeah this, that's that's cool but also that in, those instruments like i had said during the first one where i was where i got sucked into kodos and listening to those instruments mm-hmm. and everything so i mean i enjoyed that aspect of it just the score in that part of the movie mm-hmm 
because it kind of made me think, ah, oh, this part of the movie's actually not that bad. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, the whole monk there. thing at the monster. Okay, Miyagi in the middle of the movie, she gets suspended uh, for two weeks. So Miyagi's like, oh, all right, we're going to go visit a friend. And I think he even says a friend. A friend. Yeah, and it's really like implied, okay, yeah, that's got to be Daniel. Who else in this universe is there that would be a friend for them to go visit? Yeah. And, and instead, they go to a monastery and visit some monks, and it's like. Nah. Okay. No, he's going to meet his, his bros. Yeah. His boys. <laughs> this is Miyagi's crew. Now, I do want to <laughs> say the monastery stuff is probably has some of my. I, I stress to say this, probably some of the preferred parts of the movie. The more enjoyable yes. parts of this feature. I'm not saying it's good. No. But. <laughs> Fucking far from it. Compared to the rest of this movie, but the monster yes. is probably the better stuff. <laughs> this is the better end of this movie. Yeah. Yes. There's not a lot. Mm -hmm. This is the better stuff. Watching this movie and comparing it to Cry Kid 3, I felt like Cry Kid 3, you get the heroes have this boring story and then the villains are in this movie that's so bad it's good. It's just bounced between that. Yeah, the villains made Karate Kid 3 better. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and this feels like that kind of something similar, but we're gonna cut that those villains out of that. So, we're just kind of bad. We're just kind of... <laughs> Just make it all shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and honestly, after Cry Kid 3, I was like, well, you know, this is probably going to be an upgrade, right? Because I, I have not seen this. I have not sat down and watched this movie before this. And it's not. It's not at all. Yeah, no. <laughs> I also realize now that I was probably mistaking the Karate Kid 3 for this one. Yeah. Because <laughs> I had not seen this one either. And... Oh, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the one that's canon with the series now. Um, it is. It is. And that's fine. Yeah. I don't know if uh, uh, they'll ever get Hillary Swank to appear on Cobra Kai. I guess. Doubt it. I doubt it. But I, I guess I haven't seen doubt. her in a whole lot of movies. So maybe if she's bored. And wants, wants a, once an easy, wants an easy mortgage payment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ali Sheedy did season one of The Boys. And I hadn't seen Ali Sheedy in anything in a while. No, no, that was uh, Elizabeth Shue. I'm thinking Elizabeth of, Shue. Yeah, he, yeah, I'm thinking of Hillary Swank. Uh, Elizabeth Shue was already in Cobra Kai, actually. Yeah, she was. Yeah, so... Uh... <laughs> no, no, was that... I thought that... Was that Elizabeth Shue that's in The Boys? Yes. I, I thought it was uh, Ali Sheedy. No. What am I thinking Ali Sheedy's in? Uh, it does seem familiar. Ali Sheedy was in some... Well, yeah. But she was in something Breakfast more recently, too. I want to say. Yeah, and it was something that it was like, oh! It was like, oh, oh Ali Sheedy. Nice. Mm. Fuck yeah, Ali Sheedy. She was in X-Men Apocalypse? <laughs> okay. Nah, I'm not seeing too much too current. Who was she in X-Men Apocalypse? She was the teacher at the beginning that was teaching Scott. It's, that's the briefest role ever. Mm. It's okay. it's a glorified cameo. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not seeing a whole lot, so maybe I'm maybe I'm mistaking her for someone else from the brat pack. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yes, next Karate Kid. 
Sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure, okay. I mean, I guess Cobra Kai is borrowed from elements from uh, all the Cry Kid movies yet, really, but this one, so... Sure. <laughs> yeah, time will tell with that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, and part of me was almost like, you know, this has got to be okay, because you know what? Pat Morita's always good in these movies, and you know what? I will say he gives it his all, but man, they... I don't think the writers understand Miyagi in this. It's like, yeah, he just tells stories all the time. No, no. I don't think the writers understood the subject material at all. No. Like, they had a kind of understanding of it, and yeah, the writers didn't understand their material they were working with. This was clearly a cash grab. Oh, yeah. And I also feel it's really diminishing having uh, the main villains really going after love interests instead of, like, making Julie the center of yeah. this. Which... What the fuck was that about? I know. And what the hell was with the damn hawk? Yeah, the hawk. Yeah. It was never explained. Yeah, the hawk apparently had a broken wing but didn't have a broken wing. And then it flew away but didn't want to fly away, so they made it fly away. Yeah. If you love something, yeah. let it go. If it comes back, and mm -hmm. oh, uh, you just gotta let it go. Mm -hmm. All right. So I think the hawk storyline was to to teach the moral: if you love somebody, set them free. Which was, of course, a term made famous from the song by Disturbed. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to go with you on this one. <laughs> no, man. Um, <laughs> no. I don't think anybody else made that song, so it's definitely a disturbed no, no, song. No. Well, no, no. I'm almost as confident to say no, just as I'm as sure of it as sure that uh, Fred Durst of Limp Bizkit wrote the immortal classic behind blue eyes definitely oh my god i was shocked that he wrote that song <laughs> and i can't believe i sold that with such conviction <laughs> me being as much of a who fan as i am oh my god <laughs> uh, yeah no, no, fucking Pete townsend wrote that fucking song <laughs> uh what what i think that's like a common phrase Oh, I'm like sure. Like one of those yeah. like, things that have been passed down, mm -hmm. you know. Oh, I, I'm absolutely sure, but yeah. Or, you know, someone will say it was interpreted from some divine literature or some, or some sort, but <laughs> that's not what this podcast is no. about. No, this <laughs> podcast is about talking about random movies. Yes. But, uh, any final thoughts on Karate Kid before we go on to another thing that has I'm actors ready to talk in about it? Some, I'm ready to talk about some Jaden Smith next. Ooh, yes, yes. The most important Karate Kid. By far the best. <laughs> and by that I mean Cobra Kai, episode one. <laughs> yeah. Season one. But, uh, yes. If I, so, watch, if I want to watch Jackie Chan movie, let's say we should watch, like, one of his old ones that he made in Hong Kong. Yeah, probably. I'd probably be up there. I'd that. say we should watch those, yeah. I Well, I saw Rumble in like, the Bronx when it came out, so I've not seen a whole yeah, lot I of those movies. Yeah, I did, too. I did, too. I saw First Strike, but I'd be down to watch Rumble in the Bronx again. Yeah, maybe we'll do that sometime. Uh, nope. <laughs> but that's not next. Next we have 
Five Crane. Everybody's Five favorite Crane. movie. <laughs> no, th- this movie, this episode is totally a valley. We're going to start with something pretty good. Then we're going to talk about something pretty bad. Then we're going up to something pretty good. I, although I do want to stress, the pretty good stuff in this isn't perfect. It's pretty good, though. It isn't. There's, uh, I mean, this is one. Uh, this is a uh, one. I think where we haven't really talked about our full thoughts on the film, mm-hmm. other than the stuff that you and I have already known or knew going into it. Yeah, because I don't think I've told you what I fully think of it. Yeah, I. And you I, didn't I tell think me. I've I told you little bits. You you said like I you said like what you usually do. Yeah, I enjoyed it. But, you know. Yeah. We'll, well, we'll I mean, it. I enjoy most things. I'm pretty easy to please. I do, I, and I yeah. and me too. I mm-hmm. genuinely I I enjoy it. Flaws and all, yeah. which is you know, <laughs> but <sighs> I think this had a very strong opening. Yeah. Oh yeah. I did a lot of calls to it. Now there there's some things that I feel like with all of. Let's just talk about the Scream movies in general. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, with, with two, okay, where she's, like, getting the phone call mm-hmm. and some guy's like, what's your favorite scary movie? Mm-hmm. And, you know, she says the guy's name and, you know, she's like, oh, shit, oh, shit. And she looks at her caller ID box. Mm-hmm. That was a brand new invention at that time when that film came out. Yeah. And now we watch it and, you know, I'd say younger kids or younger horror fans would watch it and ask what the hell is that mm-hmm. yeah so imagine in about 10 years with the whole like uh door locking app yeah or 20 years mm-hmm. or i don't know 30 years like hey I-, I, I just think like stuff like that it's it's cool but i just like that does have the risk of stamping it in time like well- that is but these movies are kind of good on that it isn't that's just that's that but then that's just a nitpick mm-hmm. really that's just a nitpick i have it's completely minor it didn't affect how i felt about the movie at all i i loved the hell out of it the opening was it started like i said very strong and this one i'll say that i thought for that they amped up the gore mm-hmm. yeah no they they're they're Make it a new ball field. <laughs> yeah, I could go back and forth on that. I think this this one's probably gorier during the actual like action during the actual kills. It yeah, way gorier. Whereas the other one was gorier after the fact. The aftermath was yes. gory. Like, yes, but like because there's even a deleted scene. I don't know if you which version of Scream you saw or Scream Four you watched, but there's like an extended scene to that where Dewey is on the scene. And he's at where the two girls died. One of them's fucking strung up by the uh, chandelier. And, like, they do a shot of it. And it's like, oh, God. Oh. This is horrid. (laughs) I was watching the version I got from the library. Okay, so probably just the... Theatrical, I imagine. Yeah, Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, that was... uh, I I rented a copy from Amazon. I didn't... I realized which one it was real quickly. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't realize... I didn't even know there were multiple versions. I didn't... I was just kind of more like, oh, kind of don't remember that. It's the extended director's cut, I think, which has all the extended scenes. Yeah, or was alternative scenes. Just, I mean, the same dialogue, just shot differently. Mm-hmm. I would be yeah. interested in watching the director's cut. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's Wes Craven. Yeah. And it was the last ones he did. Mm-hmm. But, oh. but yeah, now we got uh, Five Cream, so that's... Uh, five Cream, yes. Yeah. Scree form is not Which last, was exact- now we have five cream. Yeah. 
which was executive produced by uh, Kevin Williamson. So, I mean, that was an absolute plus. Well, I will say this is the best screen movie not written by Kevin Williamson. Yeah. Not a whole I lot of competition there, agree. but hey. <laughs> yeah, not yeah, yeah, you know, like pretty uh pretty low numbers to beat. <laughs> I mean, holy crap, this was great. I can't even stress it enough. Okay. Um so I mean, I did say how I said earlier, you know, I'm two for three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel that this has been out almost long enough that we could definitely dive into spoilers. Oh god, here. yeah, it's been out for two or three weeks now so yeah uh yeah yeah no i mean so, we're gonna spoil it anyway if it, even if it just yeah, came the, out, but yeah. Oh, yeah absolutely just no warning and no or without warning but if you've been listening to us as long as as long enough you know that we do that mm-hmm. we spoil the hell out of it super quick and without warning yes <laughs> boom but i guess this is this is now the preemptive one. i was not expecting toby mcguire and andrew garfield in this <laughs> i was not expecting them to be the killers at all yeah and Sydney to be the puppet master. Oh my Holy god. <laughs> shit. And then that Jar Jar really, cameo. Sydney was do- Sydney has really been Dewey this whole time. Oh my god. <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> no, actually, the uh, killers were uh, Jack, uh, Sam, the main character's uh, boyfriend. Mm-hmm. They kind of yeah. played it safe, I think, that pick. But I also... He was one of the killers I did see coming. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think we were talking about it when we watched the trailer or for when we uh, wrapped up uh, Scream 4. We talked about it on here after. Mm-hmm. And I had said, like, well, I mean, I have a feeling that they'll just probably play it safe and make it a, make it a boyfriend. Well, I just uh, <laughs> remember just seeing Huey. I mean, I'm going to call him Huey because that's who I know him from, from the Huey. boys. It's Jack Yeah, Wade. Huey. But yeah, just seeing yeah. Huey on the poster and going, oh, he's kind of a fame that's a uh, jack wade uh, he's kind of famous he's yeah. probably a killer he's probably... They'll probably make him the killer yeah and i thought the uh actress who with the pink hair was going to be the killer too because i kind of thought like well they're known for their red herrings are they going to make it that obvious <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i mean after jill yeah <laughs> i mean i like kevin and all but Again, mm. family member. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kev, is this what you really wanted to do with three? Because if this is what you really wanted to do with three, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's great. And if it was supposed to be a sibling like that, I'm all for it. But okay. Yeah. But mm. they didn't do the. But but they didn't go that route. Uh, well, they sort of did it. But the the link to the past was Sam, the uh, the our main girl. Yes. Uh, she is the biological daughter of Billy Loomis. Which so, I definitely am a little muddled on that timeline. So this this had to be mm-hmm. before uh, he was with Sydney. Or maybe while. Maybe while. Uh, yeah. Maybe in the motives. Maybe, you know, like after he got his PG-13 relationship. So that means, you know, because by that point, um, if those kids, uh, Hicks, all right, Deputy Hicks, the or Sheriff Hicks in this episode, yeah. mm-hmm. all right, she was about, uh, you know, she went to school with Sydney, and at that point, her kids are like that age, or at least around that age. So I mean, it's it's plausible because mm-hmm. they uh, they never really established the age difference between Tara and uh, Sam. Mm-hmm. Oh, I- so. I have a fun trivia question for you. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this. 
How many yeah. legacy actors return to their characters in this movie? Uh, I want to say five. Five was my initial but, thought, but I, it's I'm ninety nine percent sure it's actually I know it's at least six. Because because Randy's Randy's sister number one. Yes. Before we forget her. Yeah. Uh, Deputy Hicks. The trio. And Billy. And Billy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. yeah okay. He's dead, but yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, he's makeup and DH, but yeah. digitally DH. Yeah. Which it, I kind of found jarring at first. Not jarring, but just kind of, oh. No, it's it's that's, jarring, but that took a little getting used to. Yeah, that took a little to get used to. I wish okay. they'd maybe done a little something to make it clear that he wasn't supposed to look like he's definitely not there. He's just uh, a fantasy in Sam's head. Yeah, but I wish rather than make him look as real as they did, they did something to just kind of make it clear that he's not really there. Maybe put a mist so around in... him or something. But yeah, yeah. So, but. But he's in the clothes that he was wearing when he died. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and he's not aged at all. That being said, yeah. that's being said, the CGI didn't bug me because it's obviously not really there. And it's obvious, yeah, yeah. So that kind of like, like I said, it took like, oh, well, it's weird, but it's okay. okay. Yeah, mm. that wasn't that wasn't too bad of a trip in the Uncanny Valley. Mm-hmm. Wasn't too bad. But yeah, we do get the return of Randy's sister, which was actually the one which I a, had forgotten I was, about. <laughs> I I wasn't even expecting that one. Well, she's barely in it again. She barely has well, a bigger. Yeah. She has a bigger role than she does in three, but she's like there for like a heartbeat. <laughs> Literally, that mm-hmm. I did love the Randy Meeks Memorial Theater. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> that was really sweet. Um, the, also all the little Easter eggs that were it sprinkled throughout this whole movie. Like uh, I, I, I don't know if you caught this, but inside of Dewey's trailer, the er, the box that had Thor Tatum on it, mm-hmm. he had rashes. Did you see that? No. What was it? Yeah, uh, uh, inside of Dewey's trailer mm-hmm. where he was living. Yeah, he had he had a box of Tatum's ashes. Oh. Yeah. What? It was like a bu- like a little wooden box with a gold plaque and the word Tatum on it, and it was like oh. Do we? Oh, oh, oh! And my other prediction was right. Yeah, <laughs> I saw it coming as soon as he's like, "No," and the doors closed behind him. I went, "Motherfucker!" I Dude, was right. You're by yourself now. Shit. What are you doing? You're, <laughs> yeah, like motherfucker. I was right. Mm-hmm. Shit. Well, that. All right, let's just get it over with. Let's get this over with. I yeah. know it's coming. <laughs> well, uh, that's and I hate it. That well, I didn't. Hate I know they actually did a good job with it. Uh, they did. They did. Yeah. I I mean, I have some questions at this. Because, oh, yeah. The other killer. We didn't even reveal that yet. The other killer is Amber. Yeah. Um, Amber being the girl in the red, I believe, on the poster. Uh, Yes, I'm pretty sure that's her. Amber is the one being threatened by the killer uh, when they're talking to Tara. No, no, it's her phone. It's coming from her phone. And it's later established that, oh, my phone must have been cloned. Yes, yes, yes. Red flag. The fuck it has. No, no, the killer even says she she left her phone unsupervised and so easily cloned. And yeah. (laughs) Bitch, get a new phone. (laughs) Yeah. 
Bitch, glue that shit to you. What the? But still, I mean, at this point, it would have been red fucking flag right there. Well, uh, in that scene oh, where Huey dies, we'll just go ahead and say it for people listening. Dewey dies. Dewey he's dies. He's the big, the big one of the three that dies. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, uh, he, he gets of those big he three, gets, he gets the most uh, material by far. Mm. Yeah, he does. He do, And also he has the most screen time. I really, before that, actually right before that, the scene back at the uh, house mm -hmm. where, uh, well, before that, we find out that Deputy Hicks and her son Wes get killed. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, and honestly, my favorite kill of the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. Which one? The, was the Hicks? What, Deputy, uh, Sergeant, yeah, or Sheriff Hicks. Yeah. Because it was completely not like anything we'd ever seen from Ghostface before. He attacked and killed in broad fucking daylight. Yeah, that's true. It was right out there <laughs> in our front like, yard. Literal front steps of a home. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I just enjoyed that part about the muscles. Like, holy shit, I was not... I knew I was expecting them both to die, but holy shit mm -hmm. <laughs> holy shit okay and also Wes's death was quite graphic yeah <laughs> I was yeah, surprised that, about that knife through the neck going slowly ooh, ooh. and then you see it slowly just pull out and oh. come out the other side yeah no ooh. that was um, mm. I was just kind of oh fuck yeah <laughs> That got a laugh of one of the eight other people in there, but I did loudly react to that. I was like, fuck. Well, I just, uh... No. Ow. Going back to Dewey's death, I felt like that was an obvious Easter egg as to who at least one of the killers was. Because obviously yeah. you have the killer in Ghostface, and they're going after Tara, who... Yeah, shockingly, the, the attack at the beginning of the movie... <sighs> That character actually she survives, yeah. But she's, she's in the hospital. Girl who she's was fucked up for the rest lived. of the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, like, sidelined for most of the movie. Actually, almost all of the damn movie. But Ghostface goes to attack her. Yeah. And she's trying to get around on her wheelchair. Meanwhile, Huey is there Dewey. to hang oh, out yeah, with Huey. her. Well, not, not Dewey. I'm talking about Huey. Um, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, you just threw me off there. I thought we were talking about uh, Donald Duck's kids or nephews. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But anyways, he's there, and Ghostface yeah. cuts his arm, and then he's out for the rest of the scene. Yeah. From a cut on the fucking arm. Meanwhile, Tara is injured beyond belief. Probably. Just barely getting around. <laughs> probably missing all arteries and veins. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, I'm sure he's not a killer after that. I'm sure. Or how about when uh, Sam is just in the other room and Ghostface is there? Yeah, yeah. Like, I get it. Red herrings is screams oh, yeah. bread and butter. Oh yeah, but this one was. I was like, mm. I okay. I kind of went in knowing a few things prior to this film. Mm -hmm. um, one spoiler prior to me watching it, and it was uh, Judy and her kid. Okay. So I, I'll, I'll be. I kind of was like, oh, like I heard that. I was like, oh, I kind of saw that one coming. Yeah. Somebody, as somebody had mentioned it offhand at work, 
Well, if they're gonna kill you know, just a right legacy character, saw... Judy's the easiest one by like a mile. It mm. is, but I also knew, and I was like, because they said, "Oh, I just saw Scream 5. Like, oh, cool! Don't tell me about it. I want, I want nothing. Oh, all right, I won't tell you that. You know that blonde cop from Four dies. I didn't even know she was in it, fucker. <laughs> I it's like, it's like I didn't even know she was in it. Yeah, you know the blonde dude from the trailers. Yeah, that's a, that's his mom. Yeah, he gets it too, dude. Shut up. <laughs> 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 all right, all right, I'll shut up. I'll shut up. Like, I will, we'll go see it. We'll talk. I'm like, that's that. <laughs> no, I remember sitting in the theater and she pops up. It's like, oh yeah, she's the weird cop, isn't she? She's the weird. Cop. Yeah, I mean, I didn't notice right before he died. The sign on the fridge: "Lemon squares are in the fridge." I was like, ah. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if your lemon squares still taste like shit. <laughs> Oh, we're, we're we're even forgetting um uh, the uh, guy Vince that they saw at the bar. Yes. It's Ice. Yeah. Who is apparently related to Stu Mocker. And that is the only connection that Stu Mocker has to this entire film, other than the final act. That's about right. They say that. Taking house. place. Yeah. Other than taking place at his former residence. Mm -hmm. That and the house are the only things that Stu Mocker is ever verbally referenced. However, the entire movie shadows or just hints at Stu the entire time. Yeah. With no payoff for that whatsoever. Yeah, I was kind of wondering about Not even that. an end credit scene with him in, like, prison or whatever. Mm -hmm. like, I'm trying to remember. Like, he gets, like, a TV on him, doesn't he? Yeah. So like, he... That won't be too hard to ride around. I mean... Do you, you know... Huey's been, like, Some, a... So Dewey. Pin cushion. Yeah, Dewey's been a pin cushion throughout all these movies. So for the next movie, all of a sudden Dewey's there, and they're like, oh yeah, the injuries he suffered in five, because of all the other injuries throughout the movie, he had so much like uh, extra skin and scabs built up within his body Scar that the tissue. injuries in five didn't kill him. <laughs> it's it like, Jesus. <laughs> it just made him stronger. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I didn't really enjoy this. I... I... <sighs> Even though I saw it coming, I still didn't like watching Dewey die. Yeah. Yeah. Of I thought I'd be ready for it, but I wasn't ready. Of the three, like, main returning characters, Dewey was the obvious pick to die, even though you don't want him to go. <laughs> no. I even knew Gale would get sidelined right, right at the beginning of the third act. Mm-hmm. As per tradition. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, the reveal, though... I didn't. I did enjoy the reveal <laughs> by uh, by uh, Amber. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, just Bang. just shut the fuck up. I know you're not the killer. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Act Three, and I was like, I'd be like, oh my god, yes, mm. I'm in it. I'm in here. I'm here for it. Yeah. Yes. How the hell did you lift Dewey up? <laughs> yeah. No, I do wonder about that one. That was an intense was my kill, first and she. How Definitely did that. Did she talks about killing Dewey too. <laughs> That's the first time I think in this series where we ever hear the killers brag about the kills. I mean, sure, Scream Two. Mm -hmm. Um, Mrs. Loomis uh, brags about killing Randy. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Randy talked badly about my Billy, and I got a little knife happy. Mm -hmm. Like making ownership for that and again in scream four they also each made some like i think um the kid the boy the culkin 
Charlie. Oh, uh, Rory uh, they say yeah, Charlie. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Charlie, uh, Charlie says like you know like did you see my footage of the Robbie kill? It's probably my best yet. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's also implied that well, I mean obviously he killed Olivia in that movie. Yeah, mm. obviously mm. he killed Olivia. Um, the first two, I don't know which one did it. That's one I'm still kind of debating on who killed who mm. on the opening kills. But yeah, that's like the bragging about it. I kind of really enjoyed that little aspect. Yeah. I didn't care for their motive at all. Well, no, what their motive was just to do a whole new stab movie. And that was it. And make it based off new events. Yeah. Because they've run out of ideas. So they're going to refresh it. Yeah, that was weak. No. That was a little weak. A little bit of like a, it's like a firework that's going up, going up. and Yeah. I will say. I was like, oh, okay. Well, let's just wrap this up then, guys. One thing I do. It was a good run. One thing I did appreciate about this movie, though, even more than the other ones, even though the other ones, the sequels get this way. While the the other movies are more like general horror focused on past horror movies, this one's very Mm -hmm. focused on past Scream movies or in canon stab movies. Stab. Yes. (laughs) I did enjoy that. Yeah. It's very it's like, focused on that. It's, mm. it's like the Screams universe own Scream. Yeah. And it's through the Stab films. And I did, I know, I, I, I've always enjoyed that joke with it. Mm-hmm. And it's been something that's so interlaced with this franchise that it's just, I, it, it was, it's kind of nice, the, the throwbacks, or not the throwbacks, but at least the reference or calls to it throughout the whole film. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, even, even like even the beginning, the killers, tr- the trivia is scream movies, <laughs> is stab films. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, stab, not scream. Completely different franchise. Completely, I don't is. know how I get that. It confused. is. <laughs> I just, I also did appreciate how we got to see brand new footage from Stab in this movie. Yeah, they record some new stuff. Uh, I, I, I really liked that. Who was I the was actor like, playing oh. Randy? I don't remember. I... I don't know. Because he was super familiar. I don't know, but that was really cool. Yeah. I also kind of liked her mirroring, you know, her uncle in that scene. I did really like the twins. I'd say the twins were definitely my favorite characters out of the uh, new cast. Twins. I'm trying to remember. The uh, Randy's niece and nephew. Oh, sure. Yes. (laughs) They were definitely my favorite characters out of the new new uh characters and i'm happy they both survived yeah Mm. very happy they both survived it took me a minute to realize that the boy survived because i was just thinking like who the hell did she just give a thumbs up to because they just closed the doors i didn't see who that was who the hell was that who the hell was that and then thinking like they say that okay they say name who is he who is he again oh he's your brother oh good her brother survived hell yes hell yes (laughs) um i think sam and tara were the actresses were both very great. I really enjoyed their characters as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Sam. Well, Sam was essentially the new Sydney. If I had to throw like shade at this, because overall I actually thought this was very good. I was very caught up in it. Sydney is super sidelined in this. Like, <laughs> really oh my god! I mean, she says she she does give off a better payoff than what we already saw in the trailer, just by one adjective. 
Well, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, I'm Sydney fucking Prescott, of course I own a gun. Mm. And that's just like, and I was like, yeah, that's how I imagined that line originally went when I saw it in the trailer. Mm-hmm. But, uh, that's how I imagined that, tra- that, that she originally said to Dewey. I mean, part of me gets it, because it's like, yeah, we're bringing in the le- legacy characters just to bring in legacy characters, because duh. But we're literally passing the torch, though, is but, what I felt. They literally yeah. were passing the torch. Well, I did read that you know, Nev Campbell did agree to one more. Really? Yeah, but she has like one condition. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that she's not going to yeah, die she, on screen. She that she doesn't die on screen. Yeah, I does? think it's that. Or if she, she if she does, it will be off screen. Mm. Well, I don't know. Usually, when they request that, they request dying on screen because that's tougher for them to come back then. Yeah. Anything done off screen, screen yeah. they, anything done off screen is easier well, to ride around. <laughs> well, yeah, it would be like uh, Heather Leinenkamp doing that at the end of three mm-hmm. of Nightmare Three. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I don't think I enjoyed this as much as you did. That being said, I thought this was really good. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm also a big fan of this franchise, no. too. So. Oh, well, that's the thing. I don't think I'm as big a fan. That being said, yeah. I really enjoyed watching through it. I kind of enjoyed uh, doing the series with you and going through you, all you, these. You, you do see the appeal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's it, it's the humor. Like, you get oh, you yeah. really appreciate the characters and how they are. Now, that being said, um, I think that this is probably a more accurate representation of Gale that mirrors the first one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because she's more similar to that character at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the best I think the best use of that is, you know, when uh, Dewey first sees her and she turns around and sees him and starts beating the shit out of him for yeah. texting her. Texting. Yeah. That ghost faces back. Texting. Not calling, but texting. Well, I, I would uh, say... I, <laughs> I also did feel like Gail was sidelined a bit, because... She mm-hmm. was anchored there, kind of. Essentially, I knew Dewey was dead when she was like clearly like okay with him, and it was clear it won't take much yeah. for these two get back to get back together, and that they're on a good path. Yeah, I knew he was dead. It's like, then. oh, dude, you're so dead. You can't be like that in a horror movie. You can't be. Like... <laughs> oh, you can't reconcile with your ex-wife in a horror no, movie, Dewey. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna. But you know that, mm-hmm. and you know what's coming, mm-hmm. and you know what you have to do. I I do like because you, Dewey... Diane, will motivate it will motivate Sydney to come here. Yeah, I do like how Dewey calls out the killer like almost immediately in the first meeting. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I even thought like when he said it, I was like, oh, it's not always the boyfriend. Don't you remember too? <laughs> yeah, no, he just always was like. Uh huh. And how long have you known him? Yeah, and he's asking her questions and not taking his eyes off him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If I were you, he'd be my number one suspect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he does call both of them out. Too. Yeah. And that what I, I thought it was weird that Amber and uh, Huey. Mm-hmm. Now you got me doing it. Yeah. <laughs> went on several tits and tats back and forth calling each other out so under the presumption of that whole group these two had never met each other before mm-hmm. but they already got a good rapport yes they do yeah like it, it was a little obvious mm-hmm. like a little too obvious in this one and now may now is it maybe that 
they had to spell it out for the audience. Well, I think it's worth pointing out that this has got to be to the movie's credit. It was really well done because so much of this was actually fairly oh, predictable. It, it really was. But ha- kind of yeah. how they reveal it's kind of cool. Not so much Huey, but uh, how they reveal Amber's nice, jarring thing there. Headshot. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, You're not the killer. I am bang. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, well, there went my prediction. Yeah. Well, I was half right. <laughs> I kind of almost wanted, I thought at that point you had already seen the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to have my phone out, or just I wish I had my phone out to record that part and mm-hmm. just be like, with the message, well, I was half right. <laughs> my other produ- my other prediction just got her brain splattered all over the wall. Yeah, that, that wasn't it, but... <laughs> well, but I was half right. Yeah. Also, again, I don't know if I had mentioned this, um, so I, I think it's just because I was a fan of the boys that I recognized uh, the bumbly nature of... I guess, uh, Huey's speech patterns. And in that opening call, I heard that, and I was like, hey, that kind of sounds like Jack Quaid. <sighs> opening scene. I just kind of recognized the speech patterns of Ghostface as Jack Quaid, and I was like, oh. Oh, I think I need to rewatch that beginning, because I didn't even notice that. But I was going to say, that's a credit to uh, Roger Jackson, then, if he, if he mimicked his speech patterns. That's awesome. He, he did. Like uh, the uh, bumbling, like uh, uh, like that. Yeah, I might have missed it because I, I came in in the middle of that. Uh, well, I Maybe, think it was early on, it, but yeah, it happens right after the first phone call, after she first speaks to Ghostface. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it was implied in this, but n- never really fully explained. But uh, I believe Amber and Tara were girlfriends. Oh, but it's never really implied or like said. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like. Imp- or never fully stated or explored. I remember reading information like about the cast when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Like all the stuff that they released through Entertainment Weekly, all the first looks and everything. And I remember reading it somewhere there, but never really seeing fleshed out on film. Also, I kind of thought like they were laying the red herrings hard right off the beginning when I'm um, the purple haired girl. I want to say her name is Liv, but I'm not sure. Um,. <laughs> I want to say Liv, like Olivia, yeah. but I, I no Liv I, I would be the say. type of name they'd go with in this these franchises. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but like when she first said, "No, I'll go to the hospital later. I got something to do," and she just hangs out there while mm-hmm. that her creepy ex is stalking her from Instagram and a few miles away. Yeah, hmm. I was I I even thought in the theater like, "Well, that's a stupid choice." Mm-hmm. Even for these type of movies, that's a stupid choice. Yeah. <laughs> This early? My <laughs> God! What is this sleepaway camp? Yeah, <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> well, I mean, I did like the commentary about like the horror genre currently, as Scream always does. Oh yeah, and, you know, with the last one they talked about reboots because reboots were happening a lot in the early twenties. Mm-hmm. Now the trend is obviously the legacy thing or the yeah, requel revivals, whatever. Or yeah, whatever they. they mm-hmm. I, I, I I hate to admit it. But I did like Requel. Requel? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did like it, but I also hated it. Yeah. <laughs> and I hated myself for kind of liking it, but it, it's true. It is a very common thread and mm-hmm. with the horror genre today. Like, yeah. 
I, I actually today I saw a trailer for the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is a legacy sequel to the original, which features the final girl from that coming back to the franchise. Oh my god! To help a new generation of children out. But I did like the oh, getting back to what I was saying. Sorry. Hmm. Um. Yeah, like the meta commentary on the current state of horror. I it's something that Scream is like I'd said always has done. Mm-hmm. I really did enjoy like that aspect of it, and I felt that kind of helped you know bridge that gap to like the original se- the original movies. Yeah, definitely. Mm. In a good sense, and also kind of in a bad because sometimes I feel this genre has a habit of being too meta for its own good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what for, screen? Wait, screen franchise has never been meta though. Ever. You're right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Stab, it's its own thing, okay? Movies are allowed to exist in other movies that have nothing to do with the movie look, we're look, currently watching. I, I, I just put my brain back together from the whole, like, Stab 6 and Stab 7 and, you know, like, that, that yeah. whole debacle. That was, I, I, that was a, I was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that was the best opening to a movie ever. <laughs> I mean, I did like that double psych I I kind of loved it. <laughs> It's still my favorite opening out of yeah. the, out of the movie. So of the far. franchise, yeah, that might be it. I mean, this, this it, it's good, clo- but yeah, it, one is still one is still like one, one is the classic. Yeah, it's, it's still the best one. Mm-hmm. I, I this one is definitely this contender one's a very for good two. one. Yeah, very very good contender for number two, as in the sense of an opening. Now the reveals, however, I still say you know again, I got to give it to one for the best reveal out of all of them. Mm-hmm. This one, I just, I just I didn't. It wasn't as good. I kind of thought the reveal in four was better. I mean, yeah, the, yeah, it's still better than the reveal in three. Yeah, the reveal in three, Jesus, three. What? I think Sydney I'm not made third. the same face. The entire audience went, huh? I think if we break down where Roman needs to be in order for all the kills to happen, that three just probably falls apart <laughs> yeah because he so. he has to time out when he needs to be a dead body and when he needs to be out killing people like perfectly for all this to sync up <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh you know three three's fine it's definitely the worst i don't even it think definitely is the worst that's a com- competition at this point <laughs> Uh, I'm glad they've never ever brought back the voice box. It just makes you sound like anybody because that was pretty lazy and overused already in one movie. <laughs> oh God, yeah, that was. I mean, but you know that that voice box mm-hmm. was a part of this even Kevin's original screenplay. Really? Yeah. Uh, mm. I mean, there's this new box set that I think came out right before the release of this Mm -hmm. that has all four of them with like special editions of all of them so i mean that would be something that would be interesting it was always advertised as the definitive scream collector's collection Mm -hmm. but i mean yeah you release this just as the new movie comes out yeah i'm gonna wait a year yes exactly (laughs) well i believe it's guaranteed to be missing one movie right (laughs) yeah but yes, this was good. 
This was very good. Uh, so our theater experiences. Oh yes, yes, rather we have interesting experiences. Uh, yeah, I. It was me and uh, probably six other people. Mm-hmm. But I I went to a matinee like a three forty five showing on a Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. But still very empty i was smart this time i ordered tickets and concessions ahead of time mm-hmm. so i literally just walked in let them scan my phone scan my phone and i got my stuff and went to my seat sit in my i sat in my uh, traditional seat as i always do when i pick when i'm able to pick mm-hmm. my own seat nice. <laughs> i see i sit in h8 mm-hmm. <laughs> Hate. <laughs> well, I mean, if I'm gonna hate the movie, yeah, if I'm gonna hate it, I might as well just already be prepared to. <laughs> but I didn't hate this. No, no, <laughs> not, not like, not like you know. Let there be co- more carnage. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, I didn't hate. I didn't. I don't even know if I would hate that one. That one's dumb. It was no. just. It's. I mean, it's a bad movie. I mean, there's no doubt. It hates strong for it, but it's it bad. Just, it was wild. It, <laughs> it was different. It yeah. was. It was a nice sequel. It, it was be- a nice sequel to a. You know, the first one was better. If you think of it as a romantic comedy, it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> with uh, with Eddie and Venom. Yeah, oh god, yeah. <laughs> and then Karin just yeah, gets uh, in the way. I, I, can't, I can't remember so many of the trailers that were attached to this one. But, um... Well, I, I... Yeah, the only the only one I really remember seeing was the Jackass one. And also being the only one laughing at it. <laughs> Well, I totally missed the trailers because uh, yeah. I was scheduled to go see it at five, and I knew it would be tight. Well, I was concerned it'd be tight because I was thinking there'd only be a half hour window, but things opened up and it was actually a fifty-five minute window. So I was like, "Oh God, we'll be get there early. We'll get our seats, concessions. We're fine." Yeah, get settled. Now, unfortunately, this was the same time when we were starting to get hit by snow in Ohio. Getting a little snow blizzard, getting pretty wide out. So it took, I think the total trip was at least an hour. God. So we were walking in and we heard Ghostface talking to Tara. (laughs) So, yeah, we were just rolling in. That being said, there were only three other people in the theater with us. This was five o'clock on a Friday. Wow. Yeah. So we're getting into Friday I mean, evening, and there's nobody in this fucking theater. It's a big complex. And yeah, yeah. I went to the one by uh, the uh, Polaris Mall here in Columbus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and nobody. I mean, I was, and I mean, I wasn't in one of their bigger th- auditoriums per se, but mm-hmm. it was still a pretty decently sized one. Like it still had a back back row access to the exits. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a bathroom up there, which I was a little pumped out about. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, goddamn Ohio weather. <laughs> oh well, uh, yeah, it's supposed to be getting worse in a couple days. Yeah, yeah, we're supposed to get like, I don't know, the local local boys here up in Columbus. They're saying that you know it's just going to be all about one to two inches of snow, and everything else will be you know ice and sleet. Mm-hmm. Ice, rain, and sleet. Um, Which sounds National Weather much Service worse. says something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but according to the British Weather Service, it's saying four to six inches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, there's like this pink line. I think it's Columbus. I go. No, it goes through us as well. This like pink oh, yeah, line it's, of it's just Columbus, shit yeah. going through Columbus Ohio like at a vertical. Center of it. 
I'm looking at it going like, oh, look at that. Mm -hmm. We're not even near a line of difference in color. Mm -hmm. We are all pink. Yes. That is lovely. Hey, Bob's on that too. Yes, I am. <laughs> well, hey, buddy. Yeah. So we'll see what happens in a couple days. Uh, knowing Ohio, yeah. it might be nothing. It might be 60 degrees the entire time. <laughs> One of those days, it drops to 55. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's slightly cooler. <laughs> but, uh, yes. This is an excellent movie. Uh, so, next week. I was, um, I, oh, I didn't stay for uh, the full final credits of this. I did oh. kind of check out once I got home. But I did see... I, did, I missed this entirely, and I'm a little sad. Because I know immediately after, like, you know, the final scene, it went to black and it said for Wes. Yes. First and foremost. Mm -hmm. I know that they also did the throwback 1996 style of the credits of all the cast. Oh, really? Stars. I didn't even notice that. And they that. played a more modern, and they also played like a modern version of like, you know, Whisper to a Scream. I didn't even which notice was that. Which was also a play. Oh, my God. Mm. I, I, I later went home because, well, I, I had to. <laughs> little personal note I don't play away games there's no away bowl games for me mm. so I had to go home yeah I had to rush home yeah so I I later went home once I, after once I was home and I was all good I later checked to see if there was an end credit scene that I might have missed that some good good non-spoiling Samaritan posted up on YouTube a few days after it was you know released in the theaters or anything like mm. that but, yeah, no, I saw that whole, like, Indian sequence, and then again it said, dedicate, like, love mm -hmm. dedicated to Wes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's yeah. just, oh, that's, oh, the feels right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was it. That was the last thing I had on screen, or okay. five cream. Yeah, five cream. Uh, yeah, so next week, uh, yeah, it seemed like our rough plan was something kind of a bit more casual. I want to take, like, I don't want to roll right into Cobra Kai. I'm not even sure when no. you want to do Cobra Kai immediately. I don't know. But we can look, wait a little while. Like, last week, we brought Hudson Hawk. You brought Hudson Hawk to me, and I had to bring up Time After Time to you. I haven't seen Hudson Hawk. I haven't seen Time After Time for, like, 20 years. I haven't. I've never seen Time After Time. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about, uh getting you to see that but yeah i was thinking we could talk about that i'm actually very happy that you're wanting to watch hudson hawk yeah yeah let's check it out let's, let's it's just... it's a great bruce willis comedy and it's just so off the wall it's also one that there's some jokes that you know fly and mm. some don't it's but... kind of like johnny dangerously yeah <laughs> but yeah we'll we'll do some fun stuff but we also have three episodes of peacemaker catch up with so uh that will be yes. the anchor for the episode but yes I'm kind of looking forward to it. God, I'm kind of excited to watch well, Time After well, Time again. I hope it's as good as I remember. <laughs> I remember well, really liking that. Is, well, good news is Hudson Hawk is still on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's not leaving anytime soon from what it says. Okay, good deal. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what we got for next week. If you guys have any requests, you're welcome to put them in the comments. Comment. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Comment. Please. If there's movies you want us comment. to watch. Comment. 
This is only the best podcast in the history of all podcasts. If, you need to comment. <laughs> or if whatever you're listening to or watching this on, if you, there's movies that you feel that we should watch for uh, appreciating great trash, yeah. we'll gladly take your suggestions. And if we get a lot of them, we'll even make a poll. I would be interested to actually go into a movie where we're both cold, where we've not heard of it. Yeah. I think that would be interesting. <laughs> that would be interesting. Because, like, we've talked about this, and you've asked me about Neil Brennan before, and I told you I'm not that familiar with his stuff. I've not but watched it, but I'm, I've seen lots of I'm stuff on aware. it. I'm <laughs> aware. Yeah. I'm, I've seen a lot. Yeah, I'm the same boat. I've seen a lot of stuff on it. I have never watched one. Yeah. This... I've seen clips. I feel I've got the gist of it from that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, if you guys have any comments, please let us know, because, uh, yeah, we should do Appreciating Great Trash sometime. We should. Um... I, I've been trying to find something that I feel fits that criteria perfectly. Um, actually, one just came to me. Ooh. Mm. Uh, morons from outer space, or have we talked about that before? I don't think we've talked about it. I know I've mentioned it for the segment. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. So uh, how about we add that one on? Uh, well, well, let's let's let let's I put think that on the yeah as very safe we could do consider that for two weeks because we already got three things for next week i think i feel like three things is kind of our good setting because i feel like once we start getting past there it gets insane. Uh, time after time is it uh like a 1979 that sounds right okay but uh yeah hg yeah, wells yes okay okay all right uh but yeah i we'll talk to you we'll Talk again next week. We got some class classics to talk about. <laughs> yes, we do. Everyone have a good one. Take care. I want to go ahead and add some audio credits at the end here. Uh, the theme music you're hearing at the beginning and end of this podcast was uh, written and performed by George Johnson, a very good friend of mine. And my current Patreons are uh, Fel Martins, David Lara, and Lindsay Painkhurst. If you'd like to become a patron, go ahead and follow the link down below. Anything you can provide would be incredibly helpful to this channel. We're barely limping by right now. Uh, I'd love to make this my full-time job, but I'm miles away from that right now. So any help you could provide, just a dollar a month would be amazing. You know you want to. All your friends are doing it.